this is actually the key moment for going the next step. You have to move. You you have to change something. Otherwise, um, yeah, <laughs> life will not go on. You are listening to The Pretzel, the Creative Mornings Munich podcast. And I am your host, Marco Lindgren. We at Creative Mornings Munich organize monthly breakfast talks covering interesting topics in the creative community and life in general. This podcast brings creative inspiration and the stories of our speakers closer to you in your ears. Our guest today talked about the theme Lost in the Creative Mornings Munich event in November 2019. The event was hosted by Elsa and Co. If you went there, you can go find the link to the talk in our show notes, thepretzelpodcast.com. She's the founder and chief executive fish of the branding studio What the Fish. As an entrepreneur, she is confronted with unknown situations every day. Situations that throw you off the track and leave you with a feeling of being lost. But she is also thankful for every moment that causes the state of feeling lost. She is Stephanie Prentz. When I talked about it, about the topic loss, so lost is for me... Um, yeah, when you really have no clue um, what you should do next, so um, you feel stuck in kind of a way. Um, and when I actually talked about it in November, I had that feeling really in that moment of feeling stuck. Um, and it was interesting because to talk about it when you were in that kind of state um, because at this current time um, we so we are a team of or we were a team of three people of three founding partners um, and we founded in the beginning of 2019 and during that time so last November we had a process where we knew okay we will go separate ways. Um, and this was quite hard because during that time I couldn't talk about it. And then I thought, okay, maybe it's a kind of self-therapy for me to talk about the state of loss and try to, um, yeah, have a, another attitude, a more optimistic attitude about it. Um, and yes, this was quite interesting, but now I can say it out loud that, um, yeah, we go separate ways, but um, we were three and two of us, we will, or we continue now. Um, Let's get to that a little bit later. Uh, you also said that the lost is the beginning of found. Um, I think if you are in the this, in this state of lost, if you don't know what to do, if you're stuck, this is actually the key moment for going the next step you have to move you you have to change something otherwise um yeah <laughs> life will not go on you know what i mean so um like the the, the lowest point you there's only one way and that is up exactly exactly and this is also why it's so important to actually have those moments because i think those moments will 
do the best that you will keep on moving. And um, actually, I mean, now these days, uh, the coronavirus, actually, I think this is a lost moment for actually the whole world. We have to keep on going. And uh, so there will be a restructuring, a rethinking in the whole world. And I really think it's good. <laughs> uh, you started your uh, talk in November, like uh, seasonally uh, well with, uh, with uh, your family tradition, the Christmas story. Yeah. About the eight-year-old Virginia who asked if there's a Santa Claus, and then she she got the uh, answer that uh, sort of a short in short is like the Santa Claus is the uh, believe the beauty and glory behind the curtain which you can't see but you believe it's there. So why is that story so important to you? This story is so important for me. Um, firstly, because um, of course. Um, My mom reads that out loud every Christmas and it just show me that it's all about believing, believing in yourself. And when you are convinced of something, then it will happen and, or it not has to be happen, but you have this kind of drive, this, this, this fire inside you that, um, yeah, you will do it in your own way. And, um, To have that this, that kind of sparkle. I mean, belief is so important. If you don't believe in yourself, um, this will actually bring you to that lost moments. <laughs> and um, so, this is for me like a the story is a kind of a symbol for me to always remember um, when I'm in those situation that I need to find that belief in me again and. Um, If I have that belief in myself, then I'm actually able to keep on going and I'm also able to convince other people of whatever I want to achieve. Uh, so you come from the uh, entrepreneurial background. Uh, your family has been in entrepreneurs for a long time. Uh, how has it impacted yourself? You decided to become an entrepreneur at a quite young age, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, quite young. I think lots of people, when I said with 23 years that I will start now my own business or I want to build it up, lots of people and a lot of my friends, they asked me, oh my God, that's so brave in that kind of way. And for me, it was not brave. It was something, actually, it felt so natural to do it. And I think here you can see, okay, in my subconscious, I I saw it over the years and I still see it over the years, how my dad and also, um, yeah, my whole family um, is working for themselves, what they want to achieve. And so it was for me supernatural to actually start also my own thing and um, to have that kind of attitude to just try out and do it yourself, I think, um, yeah. What would you say is the most important thing that you have learned from your father in, in, in that respect? Yeah, for me, the most important thing is actually, and I also mentioned it in my talk, is my father as an entrepreneur, he's, he never sees the problem. He 
he's always looking for the solution. And this attitude, this attitude is for me so, um, so important. And I want to, I really want to live like that as well. And I think this is also, you know, like if you are in that lost moment, it is actually a problem, <laughs> like, or yeah, or a problem brought you there in that situation or in that state of lost. Um, and if you're starting to looking for the solution, then this is actually the turning point where you, where it will go up again. Right. Um, we already talked about uh, your uh, first uh, company and a little bit about those things that happened there. But uh, when you started your very first company at the age of 23, what, what, were the, uh, what were the biggest challenges for you then? Yeah, the biggest challenges were, so my two other um, co-founders during that time, so it was um, Tanya, and Tanya is also like, um, she's um, 28 now, and with my former creative boss and my former creative or creative director so he's he's of course older than me has more experience um and you could feel that if we had a client meeting that most of the time they looked at him and we were actually just like i don't know i had the feeling that we were just his assistants um in the client's eyes And this was tough. This was really tough. But now I think I also needed that to actually get loud, to actually, um, yeah, be present in those situations. How did that happen? How did you overcome that that first feeling? And what? How did you become this present and louder? Um, because in those moments, or in those clients' meetings, for example, so. I was so frustrated and I really could feel that in that situation that I actually should say something now and I didn't. And after that, you know, like it was super tiny steps, but I knew, okay, I have to change it because I can't change the mindset of others. I have to change mine. And through that Um, mindset changing so my mindset I also knew that I have to change something in that whole situation so I have to speak up maybe I'm the I'm the one who actually do the presentation and not my um, my co-founder my former uh, creative director so that yeah they see that I also have um, something to say <laughs> yeah exactly So, uh, what about then? Then later in the company, you in the beginning, you you felt lost, and how how did the? Uh, what about afterwards? How? What about the following following years? Yeah, I mean, um, the life of a entrepreneur about doing your own business, building it up. I think it's it's a roll it's it's a roller coaster. So. It goes down and it goes up. So you have always lost moments. And I think it will never stop, even if I'm doing it for 30 years or something. So, yeah, I I overcome every lost moment. But I know that there will be lost moments again in the future. Around the corner. 
Yeah, around the corner, actually. Yes, really. It could be that today I'm super happy and tomorrow I wake up and I, I'm like, oh my God, no, um, I can't achieve that because something is wrong and so on. But I think like the key last moment for me now after yeah one and a half years of being a founder was this separating from each other after just 10 months. This was really tough. This was really hard for me. Um, but to say together with my other co-founder, Tanya, to say, we keep on going, we will continue. And I really can feel that now that it makes us or it made us so strong. And we work now together even better because we have that power. And um, yeah. Would you say that after this like uh, deepest deep uh, lost moment when you had to like uh, remake your company again, would you say that the feeling of lost has changed for you? Mm, no, no, I, I I don't think that. Or I mean, I have that optimistic view on it. Yes. Even if I'm in that lost situation and I don't know what to do next, I know in my like my 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 belly tells me or my heart tells me every actually everything inside of me tells me, okay, it feels shitty now, but you know within you that it will change and that you actually can overcome everything if you just like try it. What would you say is 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 the current uh, biggest uh, challenge now, and how are you going to overcome come it? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned before, like this Corona crisis. I mean, it's um, for everyone quite tough these days, and yeah, we just or we try to build up now um, quite fresh our our company, our design studio, and. These times, of course, we can feel that our clients, they don't want to do now new projects because, of course, they they are stuck as well and they need to look after themselves firstly before they give projects um, to other um, yeah, service partners. Um, so this is quite tough and it's quite tough because we see, okay, it is a problem, but we need to be proactive. We need to try to not um, get to stuck somewhere and then people will forget us. <laughs> so this is actually now the key, the key issue or the key task to solve now, to be present, to show the people, okay, we are still here. So we try to do our own projects now as well. And um, yeah. Talking about those projects, you uh, you have started this project called Pop Corona, um, which is has something to do with uh, with the Corona, <laughs> obviously, and uh, the quarantine situation and increasing uh, domestic violence. Um, how did you come up with that project, and can you tell a bit more about it? Yes, um, in the beginning, so actually, like the first campaign hashtag was like Pop Corona because we actually wanted to to tell people that this current situation um, is also a chance to to bring out another creativity. Yeah, for example, also 
you see that a lot of people now help their neighbors you know like we wanted to 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 tell people okay there's there's a chance in that kind of crisis and so we thought a symbol for that is actually like a popcorn because there's the corn and then something really special something better pops out and um and then furthermore we actually realized okay there are really huge issues so it's not about only yeah this more optimistic kind of pop your creativity stuff and we we talked a lot about so Tanya and I um a lot about this upcoming issue of increasing domestic violence and it's a really <clears throat> yeah of course tough topic and how can we actually put awareness on that topic how can we actually help there but because also um women shelters and women advice center they need they need help they need support because of the increasing domestic violence cases and so we said okay hey actually that popcorn of course it's a playful um symbol but it actually can be a really good symbol to actually present that topic because this process of turning corn into popcorn is when one corn pops all the others start to pop as well if you like if you make um popcorn um in a pot and also with an increasing speed so actually you can also compare it i mean the me too campaign one person just one person said it out loud that something is going really really wrong and so this one person motivated all the others and this is what we actually want to achieve with that so encourage people concerned so um women children concerned to speak up but also um witnesses to 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 report those incidents um yeah exactly and so we so this was the beginning and then we said okay awareness is for us not enough so we actually cooperate now with um so i say it in german now because it's a german term um it's called koordinierungsstelle gegen häusliche und sexualisierte gewalt der freien wohlfahrtspflege bayern this means it's like the Coordination Center for Domestic Violence. Exactly. And um, so they have, like, the, so they're standing um, on top um, of all those women shelters and they actually, like, coordinate it exactly. And then we also um, cooperate with a Munich based fashion label and they now produce shirts. And so, and so the net proceed of this shirt is going to those so um to those women shelters and women advice centers and this is how we actually want to help those um those concerned people yeah I, i think this this domestic violence uh, during this quarantine time is is over over or europe in europe a problem yeah. I, yeah. i i just uh, learned a, a finnish initiative actually and that was uh, It's it's about uh, uh, so the women can go and ask other women about makeup tips, and with a certain like uh, 
ask a question, they actually tell that they are they have they are suffering from domestic violence. Okay, yeah. So sort of speak secret language to to make uh, uh, to tell about it if mm-hmm. it's not like possible to tell otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So uh, h- how would people get in touch with you if if they are interested in in your uh, company or in this this project? Um. Yeah, so our our website is whatthefish.studio and it's also the same um, name for our Instagram account, so whatthefish.studio and there you can find all our projects and also, of course, our current project of actually the hashtag for this campaign is One Pop Makes a Difference and there you also find the link to buy that shirt and um, yeah, exactly. All right. Thank you. Uh, but before uh, I let you go, we have the standard finishing question. Uh, what does creativity mean to you? Yeah. <laughs> um, what does creativity means to me? Actually, I would say, so I repeat myself now, because for me, creativity is if you do not see the problem, if you start looking for the solution. And in this process of looking for the solution to find a solution, this is for me creativity. So it can be, so ev- anybody, everybody, I don't know if it's anybody or everybody, <laughs> but they are able to be creative. So um, I think, yeah, this is my key to creativity. Our thanks to Stephanie and everyone at the Creative Mornings Munich team. This episode was produced and edited by me, Mark Lindgren, at Huima Production. Our music was made by Sasha Ende. You have been listening to The Pretzel, the Creative Mornings Munich podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Remember hashtag The Pretzel Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode and to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.